we all know that jim carrey is known for his comedic performances and his comedic roles in films like dumb and dumber and yes man but in 1998 he uh, starred in a film called the truman show which is a very horrific and violent film so which actually was directed by peter weir which also starred uh, ed harris so in this episode of spoiler alert with sanket uh, ashwini kumar tiwari uh, he's a cinephile uh, he and i will be discussing this film with its full spoilers this is a great film uh, a very relevant film in our times so this film is currently streaming on netflix so you can uh, watch that movie first and then watch this spoiler filled conversation between me, uh, ashwini and i hi ashwini welcome to spoiler alert with me cinephile sanket so uh, today we are discussing one of your favorite films uh, which is the true uh, the truman show which is directed by peter weir and which stars jim carrey and ed harris uh so would you like to do the honors of introducing this film hi sanket thanks for uh, inviting me here yeah so uh, the truman show is a film by peter weir uh, it came out in 1998 starring jim carrey and the film is about uh, i mean to to uh, reduce it to one line the film is about surveillance and uh, however uh, it's uh, talking about the plot itself it's about truman who's our protagonist and uh, he's being uh, watched 24/7 by uh, by a reality show uh, setup i mean it's is is an establishment which is looking at his life 24/7 and it is being served to the general audience as a reality show so that's pretty much of the plot but uh, if i may ask you what uh, what was your main reason why you chose uh, this particular film okay so choosing this particular film uh, the the primary reason would be that uh, i had a rewatch and uh, this was my second watch of the film and i was watching it after a gap of 4 to 5 years because the first time i watched it i was in college and today i think i watched it with a more mature more pol- political perspective and that's why the film uh, you know came out to me uh, came to be a uh, film appeared to me as something very new something very exclusive something that i had not experienced before so i just wanted to discuss more of it so that would be the reason why i chose this film but uh, like what was your experience watching it when uh, on in the first time uh, and uh, compared to like watching it uh, rewatching it uh, right now what was the dis- difference the first time i watched it it was a good film it was in the league of you know uh, like in a journey of a cinephile i'm sure you must have been through this journey when you get exposed to imdb when you get exposed to some of the critically acclaimed names and then you discover filmmakers like peter weir you watch dead poet society then you watch truman show then you watch uh, a few others like forest gump and all that and uh, that is the first exposure to any kind of uh, cinephilia that you would be pursuing in future so the uh, imdb top 250 list uh, of films yeah 250 plus some of the other lesser known films some of the regional cinema and all that and then uh, i watched uh, this film because of that only because this was a critically acclaimed film and another reason was that uh, they named it as one of the few films in which jim carrey was performing as an artist not just as a comedy actor 
so that is that is a very intriguing aspect when you are new to jim carrey because uh, in your childhood you watch him performing comedy in films so you perceive him to be a, only a comic actor and then someone comes and tells you that okay he has performed some very serious roles so try this this and this and then you want to watch that so that's why i watched it for the first time it was a good film then it was a very good film and uh, i remember liking it a lot i remember also uh, i mean i cannot say um, much about it because i could not uh, i mean even though i was grasping a lot i just could not say anything beyond it was good you know now uh, it's a completely different uh, phase of my life and uh, you know we all have grown four five years have passed from the first to the second watch so we all have grown and uh, now that i'm watching it as i already mentioned that i was watching it a very political perspective which i uh, do with almost every film that i've so on that note this became a completely different experience and i could know that okay i was uh, i i had seen a potential masterpiece which i did not realize now i am watching it now i mean i'm getting it now but uh, this actually was the same experience for me as well a uh, very similar experience which uh, i watched this film when i was in college uh, it was shown in my uc class understanding cinema class uh, my professor oh, like okay. screened it to us uh, we all enjoyed watching it we like we we thought that this was a great film like with jim carrey in it and obviously it was a, tr- a true hollywood film uh, obviously the thing was uh, i paid like uh, uh, very much good attention to this film but uh, i actually uh, like back then i didn't like i uh, like I, I exactly grasp the entire political uh, thing and all those stuff uh, obviously back then uh, when i was in college and uh, when i watched it but uh, just before uh, recording this podcast i actually rewatched this film and i was super shocked about all those uh, uh, surveillance and uh, mm-hmm. like uh, all those uh, symbolic themes which were in it and obviously this uh, reminded me of uh, francis ford coppola's the conversation which was very uh, similar uh, terms to uh, in uh, like to this film where like a, a person is surrounded by the like uh, those surveillance cameras uh, in that films also uh, gene hackman actually played kind of head harris's character but uh, in that film we pitied and we actually invested uh, in uh, like uh, in gene hackman gene hackman's character in that film but here uh, ed harris kind of plays a very dark uh, gray area character a very uh, antagonist kind of a, a person uh but still i i, I love this performance and even jim carrey's uh, i think he was uh, snubbed by the oscars at that time uh but still i i liked his performance and also uh, the matter of fact i liked uh, those political kind of uh, uh, things as well uh, i'm uh, surprisingly i would say uh, i'm actually reading this novel uh, right now <laughs> 1984 and uh, like mm-hmm. i am actually reading this novel and when i watched this uh, film like i was thinking how both of these uh, uh, like both of these stuff are very similar to each other both of these uh, like novel and this novel and this uh, film talks about uh, the 
the big brother kind of uh, a person uh, or the uh, or an organization like looking over you watching over you and uh, this kind of totally freaks me out and uh, uh, it uh, like it 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 is a very, uh, very fucking scary thing uh, uh, like about both of these things and but still uh, as you said that uh, it was a very uh, uh, like uh, a dramatic kind of role by jim carrey uh, i was also very shocked because obviously we have all obviously watched uh, jim carrey as uh, a, a very comedic person in dumb and dumber and all those uh, films yes man uh, even later but uh, uh, thankfully i watched this film and i got to know jim carrey's uh, other side as well but also he uh, in this film also he actually gives away some of his very comedic performances uh, all like uh, also and i i love that uh, for him uh, 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 so also uh, i actually also loved the directing as well because uh, since i just noticed uh, like uh, when i watched this uh, film uh, all those camera angles which uh, peter weir selected it it was uh, so uh, perfect where like we we actually were uh, watching uh, jim carrey as a television uh, personality uh, we like we weren't watching uh, him as an actor but uh, as a as a television personality uh, like uh, that's the way uh, how he shot uh, the like uh, the film so uh, even uh, how was your experience like uh, what was your takeaway from the directing styles of peter weir in this film so what he was trying to what i think he was trying to do is that he was trying to uh, make us a part of the other side of the wall uh, like you know the film existed in two peripheries in one periphery there was jim carrey under surveillance and the other periphery was of the audience so peter we had tried to make us a part of the audience and that's why he consciously chose those camera angles just to uh, create a sense of it's very interesting because when the when jim carrey does not know what is happening to him and uh, he uh, starts uh, i mean pieces of information gets revealed to him through discontinuity and through a kind of a uh, very abnormal kind of uh, uniformity that he starts to uh, notice the same people walking in the same manner and the same things happening every day the very routinely things so uh, when that starts to happen i uh, realize that it starts to happen with us also because there is no revelation when the film starts right and there is no plot uh, introduction and everything and if you are going unless you are going with some kind of information uh, like then 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 it would then it's a different thing altogether but if you are going completely blank into the film then you realize that okay you are also noticing the same things as jim carrey so uh, in for first uh, for the first act i guess when the things are getting revealed you are part of the same delusion that jim carrey is under and slowly you become a part of the audience side so uh, as an audience as an audience outside the fourth wall beyond the fourth wall you uh, uh, i'll talk about me so i have i had a journey from where i was uh, beside jim carrey i was learning what is happening and then i was thinking and when jim carrey then i understand the very gravity of the situation the, the gravity would be uh, like 
it's very uh, intense actually it's a very intense emotion because you feel the revelation yourself and you feel the uh, heat you feel the heat because you realize okay this was whatever was happening not only that it is wrong but it is but it is also violent it's it's very violent and uh, you were being land and you will no longer be a part of the same universe that is there but actually uh, you know what you cannot uh, deny what you feel while the film is being on the duration right so that that's very clever Mm-hmm. but uh, you know what like the, this film actually felt like a horror film for me because uh, so uh, i'm a, actually a fan of horror but still i don't get pretty uh, scared easily like obviously those jump scare it's okay like it's just for 2 3 seconds but uh, i i actually like uh, those films where actually the situation is kind of very horrific and this was uh, this actually uh, felt uh, uh, we uh, actually this situation uh, felt me uh, uh, like about that and it was pretty horrific about uh, like uh, the those surveillance cameras watching us and uh, those types of cameras we couldn't even think of as well obviously we now live in an age of digital uh, cameras but obviously if we uh, we were watching this film uh, back in 1998 we also couldn't uh, uh, imagine uh, those kind of cameras uh, those little little cameras as well which was put in his uh, in his uh, uh yeah like <laughs> stuff like like ra- any random stuff even in the uh, uh, the uh, the garbage bin and even in his uh, ring as well so i i was that was pretty scary about uh, uh, those stuff like i was actually shocked when how uh, what if uh, that kind of things happened in my real life as well so uh, and that that actually uh, like felt uh, for me and even uh, uh, i also just realized that uh, that uh, this film was kind of a black mirror uh, uh, of 1998 uh, uh, this was uh, like this was released when black mirror was not cool <laughs> i would uh, like say that but uh, still it was very scary uh, stuff happening in this film and like it felt like a black mirror kind of thing but still not a very dark uh, tone but a very uh, like uh, it felt like a comic tone uh, since it was jim carrey but still uh, it had those uh, dark elements as well but it kind of uh, like uh, uh, peter kind of balanced uh, everything out uh, with his like directing style like uh, I, i think he previously directed as you said that he directed a dead poet society as well so he kind of uh, knows that uh, Uh, to kind of calm the situation down as well and uh, it uh, like pretty well did it in the end where he just uh, went out uh, to the uh, new world to kind of the real world which he uh, was supposed to be living in it uh, so that was actually the pretty uh, uh, good thing and even uh, when he was just uh, he <laughs> when he his boat kind of uh, struck into uh, the set piece this uh, sky set piece uh, and i was just oh wow what the fuck uh, this did just happen and wow he uh, and uh, at that moment i was like okay uh, this is the moment he is kind of free and i, I, I was even laughing about uh, at that instance as well when he was saying that uh, 
uh, if you don't see me now oh, good afternoon good evening and good night uh, and that was a very uh, like that was my one of my favorite moments as well so what was your uh, favorite scenes in this film yes so sanket i think uh, my favorite scene from the entire film would be uh, it would be actually the uh, the the moments in which obviously the climactic moments in which he is rowing his boat and uh, trying to reach the horizon and there is this discussion happening at the top uh, in the in the administration that okay this is what we can do this is what we cannot do and we, what we should not do there there is this ethical dilemma that some of the people are facing about uh, how much violent they can actually be because if he is that if, if they kill him then there is no show so they cannot kill him and obviously that, that that comes with its own ethical baggage so you cannot kill him and but then again you cannot also let uh, truman reach the horizon because it's a very uh, very direct metaphor for enlightenment you cannot uh, uh, re- let truman reach truth that is uh, i i i also remember when you were talking about you were you said that you were very scared because this played like a horror film and uh, you also said that what if so i just wanted to say that it's no longer a what if scenario it's actually happening and it's not a conspiracy i mean it's no longer a conspiracy theory it's a very natural thing that we have been uh, adjusted to so the surveillance state is there and then again uh, obviously it's violent it's uh, it's horror film because it is violent it's violent because uh, it's violent on truman and then you realize that you we all are truman in some way or another we all are truman and what's more uh, in in retrospect obviously it feels very cathartic when truman uh, enters the door which is like escaping this uh, island and uh, we all know that okay in the universe of the film he's uh, he has reached the truth and he is now crossing the boundary where uh, there is a much freer society however uh, now when you uh, try to look at the film uh, with a more contemporary uh, perspective you also realize that it's it's just the same what he was inside and what what he would be outside the pursuit will be a little bit more uh, free obviously but then again he will he's not escaping actually so that is a very interesting idea and the film is very prophetic in that sense possibly uh, it was already happening uh, they they know that it is already happening and uh, you you also compared the film to conversation uh, a, a conversation does have a very uh, surveillance in a very primitive stage in which it is still uh, in which it is still a surveillance that is for that is unethical obviously but it has a specific motive right it it's very concentrated because it has a singular motive in truman the motive is no longer singular it's 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 multiple because you know, you want to watch the protagonist you want to learn about the protagonist you also want to control the protagonist there are so many things that you want to do with this kind of surveillance and when i think about this uh, the film that comes to my mind would be uh, uh, there are two films actually but i would like to name network by sydney lume so uh, which is like you know serves as kind of precursor to what was happening in media and how things were how media was uh, exercising control you know 
and then uh, this is a phase in which media has control it has the uh, it has gained the control now we are in a phase i mean our contemporary society when the control is in absolute manner i mean it's it's even the truth is now under control you can create your own truth it's something like that so there is a resonance truman show is very very uh, prophetic it's it's a very direct metaphor for the surveillance state that we live in uh, that we live into right now so that's why the film works so well for me but which was the other film you would like uh, you to uh, you were telling that there are two films but one was network yeah so uh, the other film is uh, the film is la casa lobo uh, the english title is the wolf house oh yeah it's the animated film. film yeah the animated film stop motion animation so uh, it's about colonia dignidad which was a uh, which was a you know concentration kind of camp uh, of the runaways the uh, the uh, i am i am actually forgetting i uh, the polish uh, nazis probably so when they ran away after the world war 2 the, there was this uh, dictator figure and they uh, uh, they actually established the, a small society uh, in uh, argentina and uh, that society was functioning as uh, for the outside it was a clear propaganda because it was trying to tell the world that we are a very happy society there is an equilibrium people have roles responsibilities and we all are very happy but uh, the society was actually uh, from the inside it was uh, it, it was a you know melting pot of human rights abuse and uh, cultural uh, uh, cultural violence and so many things it's almost horrific because this happened in a very new world after world war 2 and this happened for a while and uh, uh, even the government supported the society so the film is about this uh, girl who escapes the colony and uh, oh don't spoil it escaped. don't spoil it don't spoil it please no no please. I, i'm not spoiling i'm just giving you the single line plot it's about the girl who escapes the society so it's it, it's like truman show happening after the film you know it's truman it's show like is the sequel to the he, sequel you can say that but uh, again it's it's very uh, it's more horror it's a direct horror and know, it's very it, violent i know it because it is a it is a non hollywood film it is a world cinema film that's the main reason obviously uh, they have kept it a very dark tone of uh, uh, in in the in that film i haven't watched that film my friend matt um, matthew lang had uh, suggested me to watch this film uh, but i'll watch that film super soon since you just uh, i uh, told uh, you just told the log line of the film and what uh, horrific things uh, uh, like are happening in that film so i'll just uh, like right away watch that film uh, that the thing but uh, ashwini finally i had to like i end this conversation sadly i know we'll be we can talk about this film like uh, for hours and hours and hours but still we like i'll have to uh, end this conversation uh, uh but yeah thank you so much uh, ashwini thank uh, for coming to my show i like i am a fan of your reviews uh, on letterbox as well like uh, and also a, a fan of your uh, list listicles as well uh, you put it out on uh, letterbox I, i'll be uh, sharing your letterbox uh, link in uh, the description of this video as well
So thanks, Sanket. It was a pleasure. Actually, I got to discuss one of my favorite films. So thank you very much. Yeah, I'll uh, see you super soon, and uh, like we'll also discuss some other films as well. I am hoping to uh, like see you uh, come again to my show. I'll be looking forward to it, Sanket. Thank you so much, and goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye, Sanket.